You're always Julian on the brown note and a cursory look at China's new ballistic missiles. I've mentioned already that I feel terrible because I've had three COVID jabs in six weeks. Long story. And my head has turned to sludge. So this is just an off-the-cuff cursory look, not a serious article. A new batch of orbital images of China have revealed an alarming development in the remote reaches of the superpowers sprawling landscape. Basically, it's land borders um, away from the coast. China's committed itself to building massive fields of new ballistic missiles and they could contain an unstoppable nuclear warhead. How often has the uh, spectre of an unstoppable weapon been used uh, by the media? The accelerating pace of the People's Republic of China's nuclear expansion may exp uh, enable the PRC to have 700 deliverable nuclear warheads by 2027. The PRC likely intends to have 1,000 by 2030. Uh, what the photos don't show is the latest advance in China's hypersonic delivery. Uh, de, 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 uh, we're witnessing one of the largest shifts in global geostrategic power that the world has witnessed. And it only happens once in a while. I don't know if it's quite a Sputnik moment, but it's very close to that. And it has all our attention. Beijing's been quick to accuse a new technological agreement between Australia, the UK and the United States, AUKUS, of being an act of nuclear proliferation uh, because of the use of nuclear power plants in Australia's proposed next-gen submarines that we won't get for 30 years, if at all. It didn't mention the sharp increase in its own nuclear arsenal. So, um, just some thoughts. What's going on here? Um, the, the idea of global conflict, as I've said, uh, between China and America is ridiculous. Um, I have covered this a lot on the show, and um, it was ridiculous when it was um, America versus Russia, but the world's changed. The Russians and the Americans weren't economically linked like China and America are. Everyone is, the, the economy's global now. It wasn't in the 1980s even. It's, it's completely global. The biggest import market from for America is China, the biggest export market for America is China, half a trillion dollars a year. All the iPhones are made in China. China needs the money coming back to their country from America and from friendly countries uh, to funnel its own growth, uh, and it can't do without it. And the rest of the world has um, devalued the standard of living to an extent that we're all reliant on cheap goods from China. So there's no way that they're ever going to fight. Um, the only prospect of a, a global conflict in the future, and it is a real one, are the two biggest dangers that we face, which is overpopulation and climate change, which are going to make food production the biggest flashpoint for the coming century. The ownership of land to grow food uh, which China has surreptitiously been doing for decades in places like Africa and throughout Asia where the, and Australia, where they have been buying up lots and lots of farmland, arable land, to feed their people. Because this is going to be uh, uh, an evolving world where less and less farmland is actually usable. Um, so that is a source of uh, consternation for the future. But the thing is, the two, if you had a group of people fighting in the room over scraps of food, Who's getting the food? The most powerful people in the room. So China and America aren't worried here. They know they're in the box seat. China, Europe and uh, America are the people best able to ensure 
that they get theirs when things get worse and worse and worse. So it isn't really a source of a flashpoint of war between these people. It's the rest of the smaller countries, the less powerful ones, that will be destroyed by this process. Not the rich ones, and the rich ones may use military force. And the second thing is, America's never been in danger. The biggest lie that we were told about the Cold War with Russia is that there was two comparable superpowers. They were never comparable. They might well have gone to war because things were so much worse then, uh, and they were so much more aggressive towards each other. But they, even then, even at their most aggressive, America and Russia never went to war. In fact, they never really fought a, a, a real war against each other. It's just never happened. But Russia was so less powerful militarily than America. America would have wiped the floor with them. They had so much more nuclear proliferation than Russia did at their peak. It was never a battle that would have happened. Both sides used it to maintain power over their own populations. Russia used it when they were the Soviet Union to put the specter of America attacking them and then being as powerful as America as a method of control. America did the same thing to using the Soviet Union and the specter of communism. There was never any truth to the fact that they would fight and it wouldn't have been a fair fight. So even, the, even when they were the, at their most antagonistic, like China and America have never been, um, they never, still never fought. Now, China, again, they might be a really big, powerful country. Uh, as an individual country, the second biggest economically in the world behind America. But America would wipe the floor with them militarily. They said they might have 1,000 nuclear missiles by 2030. America's reduced its stockpile from 10,000 to, to just under 4,000. That's the disparity here. They've got a few hundred and America's got like 3,800. And America's military might is so much vaster than China's. It is ridiculous. So America not only has much bigger military might, but the way its military has developed as well, they have a, an, a, a navy which would obliterate China on its own. Their aircraft characters are basically floating countries that have so many planes that can do so much damage. They've got so many nuclear submarines. There's no fight here, but the, probably the number one reason is America spent the last half a century peppering the world with military bases. There are no Chinese military bases around the world. I think when I counted a few years ago, I might have got this figure wrong, but America had 800 foreign military bases. So strategically... How would you ever fight them if you were China? They can attack you from like 800 military bases around the world where they've got F-16s and stealth bombers and ballistic missiles and thousands of troop stations. It's, there's no fight here. So there is only one real outcome here, which is that China is, is strategically defending itself. Um, they want to deter any incursions in their lands and they want to say to America if you do try anything we're going to wipe the floor with you. They also have a, a, a deep-seated worry about their border away from the water because that's the you know in the Uyghur part of China because they've got places like Afghanistan on the border and they want to have you know strong defense forces there because they know that people like Islamic State are nutsy enough to attack China. They know that they don't care at all. They will attack them. And they're surrounded by these Islamic countries. 
And I guess there is a, a genuine strategic risk that Islamism could take control of these countries. I believe the Taliban are probably right now the biggest enemy of Islamic State there is in the Middle East. So they desperately want to be friends with China and they want to be friends with Russia. They do not want to be seen as this pariah group at all. But Islamic State's taken hold in places before and you have failed states where this can happen as well. Chechnya, Dagestan, we've seen what's happened in those places. All of the Stans, Turkmenistan, all in these satellite places close to the Chinese border. This is about defence. It's not about attacking anyone. And it would be ludicrous to do so. And we make these spectres of these invincible weapons all the time. Today, since Hiroshima and Nagasaki, no one's used a nuclear warhead. So it's all a bit de facto, isn't it? Having the most powerful weapon when no one's really used one. And no superpowers have gone to war since World War II properly. It's all been de facto wars using client states. And America killed the Soviet Union in the end, not with weaponry, but with money. The Soviet Union tried to keep up the arms race. And by the time we got to the late 70s and hydrogen bombs and the space shuttle, they ran out of money. And that was pretty much it. They couldn't control such a vast empire anymore. They just were running out of money. It was an economic war they'd lost. They didn't have the benefits of capitalism, which China does. And China, China will go through fluxes because it's such a big, it's a bellwether of um, economic rises and economic uh, decline. Because personally, I don't see much hope for the global economy anywhere. Uh, and obviously the building industry in China will be in decline for a while because it will be in decline everywhere. <clears throat> and they probably grew too fast to sustain it as well. And the other thing that China's got, which is why the West will never attack them, is over a billion people in the marketplace. They, the American companies want access to this market. I mean, they're doing it already with cinema all the tech companies want access to this huge marketplace. There's more people than Europe. So there's no, there's no, um, there's a bit of muscle flexing going on here. There's probably some strategic forward planning, but America's military might is so vast, it could never be threatened by China ever, uh, or certainly not in the next few decades. And there's no intent because they're both so reliant on each other economically that, um, I would say that China is very wary about what uh, a declining level of security and safety in a global po position, and they'd really like to be at least second top dog and, you know, second least likely to come under attack. And that's about it. Um, 